And how will you be reflecting and celebrating this year? Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm just trying to get through it all. Pride okay. Month is like, okay. by the time Pride Month comes around, it's like, it's like, <laughs> but I will be celebrating, you know, any way that I can. everybody and welcome back to the human element Kara's podcast focused on finding ways to inject humanity and insight into modern marketing today we have a very special edition of the pod in reflection of pride month we have a few representatives of our densu lgbtqia plus community and allies join us to not only help us celebrate pride but to recognize the challenges and opportunities within our industry and I'm especially excited to have Sarah Thompson president of media and densu Canada help us kick off this episode welcome Sarah Thank you very much. And lesbian. I actually have that on my LinkedIn. So because it's important to signal that female leaders who are lesbians can be successful in our industry and shatter ceilings and find the Swiss cheese of it all. I love that. What better way to start this pod than that? Let's dive in. What does Pride Month mean to you? Pride Month means to me a moment of self-reflection of how far we've come as a community and how far we yet need to go. It's just, to me, it's a moment of reflection of the protests that started in Canada. That happened in the early 80s. It was a protest against police and how police were treating the LGBTQ plus community around bathhouses in Canada. And that we still have a lot of work to do. One of the things that is usually commented is Canada is a bastion for LGBTQ plus community and that is true. We are a safe place to travel. We are always ranked number one as a country. But in truth, there are small rural communities right now who and schools who are not putting up pride flags in Canada. So when you think that you are done fighting for rights and civil liberties and to be treated fairly in the eyes of law and justice and in society, there is always some faction of our world that is trying to undermine that. And I always look at Pride Month in June as our way of like shining the giant spotlight on this for allies and people around us to truly understand how our community is actually treated and how we all need to do better. And how will you be celebrating this month? Well, in Canada, we have a series of events. We're doing one pretty much a week. Today, we are celebrating a local Canadian business that's queer-owned called Craig's Cookies. We will speak on behalf of it. We are going to be organizing events across our offices, but in Toronto, we are going to do a historic tour of the Gay Village in Toronto, which is very famous so that people can understand the history. We have a drag event. We are doing a queer art festival so we can fundraise for queer-owned artists our BRG, our Pride BRG in Canada has been extraordinary at organizing activities. The other is, is I find me just hanging out with my wife and daughter in any form is a form of protest. So we will be out in parks doing the normal things that we do, holding hands, doing all of those things, much to the chagrin of some right-wing conservatives who don't accept us. And also just raising awareness, posting a lot about articles and stories around the world. And we are going to be fundraising in Canada for Rainbow Railroad, which is a really important organization 
to support those individuals who are persecuted in their home country because they have lost their civil liberties or at risk of death or worse in their countries. If you think of like Sudan, there's an anti-LGBTQ plus agenda in Italy. There are a lot of refugees that are LGBTQ plus members that are looking for safe havens. It's really important for us to fundraise for them as well. So lots going on to bring attention to the community and make sure people understand what is going on with the population. Yeah, that's that's amazing. You sort of touched on this, but what is the role of Pride BRGs in terms of company culture and overall success? I find like it's really great just to talk about issues that are going on in the world, to talk about issues in their day-to-day of when they come across sort of harassment or other things to have a place to talk about it bringing awareness and talking about allies and what allyship actually looks like and how you show up. I think there's always going to be a general sense of um, otherness within the community and, you know, that our perspectives are not warranted or that we behave differently. There's also the microaggression side of things. I often get like, who is the father of my daughter? There is no father of my daughter. She has two loving parents, mom and mama. So it's important for employers, and this is why I take great pride in being the lead of the Pride BRG for Canada and being representative of lesbians in the business world, because I acknowledge we have a lot of power outside of Densu's offices to actually manifest and make change. In Canada, we invest $1.4 billion in media. That alone is a lot of power to change perceptions and support smaller communities. Absolutely. Let's talk marketing in for the LGBTQ plus community. What role should companies play in supporting and celebrating pride? Taking a rainbow flag and putting on your logo for a month and care washing through pride is not really the objective. I know in Canada, we don't have as, lo- as strong of a lobbying organization as you do in the United States. But it's really important to understand that corporations are actually held to account of if you're funding anti-LGBTQ congresspeople you are being called out by this community. We can see you. So you can put a rainbow flag on your business in June, but we know where your dollars are actually going and dollars do a lot to make sure that we all feel safe and accepted. And also making pride just generally something that's very stunty is also not sincere. And that is, it's a commitment all year round. So this is just a moment where the spotlight is just a little bit brighter during Pride Month than it normally is. And are there any brands that are engaging the community well? I always put it in the face of like media. I would love to see more and more brands committing and start looking at their inclusion and exclusion list when they are advertising about what are you actually keeping out and what is absent from your media buy. Are you applying DE&I ethics to your data? Are you looking at it so that it's unbiased? I was driving around just last night in Toronto, and there's a lot of really great quotes about equity on windows of banks and pride flags up everywhere. That's great. But at the end of the day, money does a lot of the heavy lifting. So what are you doing in those communities, especially with things like your dollars that you invest in media? More homework for the industry than than praise, which I appreciate. What is one piece of advice you have for young LGBTQ plus employees and professionals um, coming up in their careers? 
My one piece of advice would be find some community within your organization. And if you are a part of an organization that is not accepting of you and are making you feel small and you do not show up as your whole self, time to leave. You should be able to show up, have some fun. We work in advertising. You should be able to show up, have some fun, do the right thing for society and go home and feel safe when you put your head on your pillow. Isn't that what we all want? Hi, everyone. My name is Kevin Millian, pronouns he, him, his, and I am the co-lead of the Pride BRG here in the U.S. and also Associate Director of Custom Research at Dentsu Media. Pride Month means a lot. It's, you know, a time of celebration, a time of reflection, a time of resilience. It's also my birthday month. So surprisingly, it all works. Like, I mean, June was never really my favorite month because it's all hot and summery. But now that it's Pride Month and, you know, as I came out, it was it became much more meaningful to me. So now it's both, it's a really celebratory month on all fronts. And how will you be celebrating this year? Um, I actually am going to Japan for two weeks. I am collaborating with our DEI teams in Dentsu Japan's offices. So it's really exciting that we're doing a lot of community building this year. You know, thinking about kind of like the stage that the Pride BRG and all the other kind of groups have grown. We've gotten like a critical mass where now we can start collaborating across borders. You know, the role of the Pride BRG in terms of company culture and success, I think having, you know, a community that we can reach out to that creatives and strategists and so many other people in the business can actually leverage for their campaigns and for our clients really does kind of increase the overall success of the business, right? Thinking about all the collaborations we've done with cultural fluency work and even just working across our teams and businesses to kind of like temperature check their campaigns, give them ideas and brainstorms um, is ultimately great for the business just because we're, you know, we're a service business, right? And so I think it's making our clients much more inclusive and, you know, just overall making the the industry better. The transition document that the Pride BRG is working through and launching that, is that something that you want to touch on in this episode? Yeah, super glad to talk about it. Of course. Uh, So the transition guide is insane. It is, I think, a leading document in the industry. I really haven't seen any other agency kind of put it out. And, you know, I think Dentsu has always been kind of at the forefront of this with our DEI report. So it's great that we're kind of like continuing that legacy. It's an offshoot of our coming out guide that we produced a few years ago. uh, But this time really targeting, you know, the transgender community and, you know, being able to give our employees not only medical benefit advice on transitioning, knowing that it's kind of a you know, big, complicated process with laws and geographies and, of course, personal choice and experiences, but also really giving them the opportunity to feel comfort knowing that allies and coworkers should read this guide and can be really good supports in the company itself, right? Whether you're a coworker wanting to know how to use the right pronouns, wanting to know what they're going through, or a manager needing to know kind of like the necessary steps for HR. I think it's going to be an amazing document, but it's currently in the works. So, you know, Fingers crossed that it comes out soon. Let's talk about the second part of your job. So more of the insights, talking to brands on a day-to-day basis. What role should companies play in supporting and celebrating Pride? If you're going to do it well, do it right and stand by it. You know, thinking about kind of the examples that we're seeing right now with Target and with Bud Light and everything. So I think, you know, brands definitely have a space there. You know, we try to tell the brands that, you know, we want authenticity, we want support, we want to talk the talk and walk the walk as well, right? We don't just want rainbow capitalism. So I think the opportunity is, you know, again, like kind of boilerplate. You can slap on a rainbow logo and that may not be super effective, but it is a sign of 
at least awareness, at least of like basic, you know, human decency. But obviously we want to see like the full spread. We want to see pride 365 days a year. We want to see actual monetary commitment and actual defense of the community. Your wide support for the LGBTQ plus community is not just, you know, doing pride, right? It's not just the May 31st, right? Like change of rainbow logo and then leaving it like on July 1st. I think it's thinking about the space, right? Whether they're like a financial company, whether they're CPG, like are they a daily brand? Are they something that's more aspirational and figuring out what that means for the community? Is the community even using you? Is there a history or legacy of, you know, the queer community using this product? And really leaning into that. And if there isn't, maybe at least doing some sort of like positive brand awareness. A lot of brands are leaning out this year. And, you know, not just the big kind of like public, you know, backlash that we saw with Target and Bud Light, but even just general corporate brands that would change their logo and have a pride collection this year are really stepping back. And the community is noticing and the community is not really happy about that. I think, you know, rainbow capitalism has never been the best, but at least there was kind of like, a veneer and like a a kind of like temperature check that like society was moving in a positive direction. So I would say I'm very disappointed in brands this year. Fair, very fair. The one piece of advice that I would give LGBTQ professionals is to just be themselves authentically. And I think you'll hear that a lot, but you know, I think knowing Gen Z is very vocal, knowing they are at the forefront of social change and movements and knowing that's a deep passion for them, I think and being themselves and showing kind of all the nuances of our identity groups and everything would be amazing. And I think that can only self, like serve them well. Being yourself is great because it, it just shines through and then there's always a spot for it somewhere. I love that. My name is Brianne Johnson. I'm an Associate Strategy Director at Densu Creative and I go by she, her, hers. Pride Month to me is a really intentional carved out period of time where we are allowed to be proudly in your face about who we are without receiving the usual, you know, pushback around, don't push your lifestyle on me. Or I don't know, I just feel like there are certain environments and just places in our world where we have, or we have to get permission to show up as we are, or to really celebrate what we've been through and kind of where we've arrived. So it feels like Pride Month is just that uh, sanctioned time where we get to do it without as much hesitation. And what is the role of our Pride BRG in terms of company culture and overall business success? I love our Pride BRG. It offers a gut check for anybody who doesn't share our identities, isn't as familiar with the community, but wants to do the important work of making sure that we're represented in our clients, you know, advertising campaigns and anything that we're doing that in some way either affects or includes LGBTQ folks. But also on top of that, I think it's a great digital often gathering space for those of us who, you know, want to talk about issues that affect our community. And so I would say it's just a great way to kind of bring our perspective together and make sure that it's platformed not only at Dentsu, but also within our clients' work in exactly the way that feels right for the community. I think the question of what role companies should play in supporting and celebrating Pride is a really difficult one. This is just such a divisive time that part of me is like, if you are not willing to fully support us, then get out. You know, when I think about how recently a lot of companies have started putting out pride merch or, 
you know, touting their support for the community. But the minute they get any blowback, they just completely leave their influencers or their merch just to fend for themselves. So if anything, I just want to make sure that brands internally know where they stand and what they're willing to stand up for before they put themselves on the front lines of duty and then get scared and run away the minute that somebody decides to critique them. Media can play and help in this role, right? When making brands feel very confident that they understand their audience, they know where they stand, then when they're ready to launch, they are supported in a way that they have backing to know that this is the right thing for their brand and also authentic for the community. Um, I feel like that has disconnected a little bit this year. Yes, I completely agree, which is so wild because I think a report just came out where support for you know, same-sex marriages and other kind of issues related to the LGBT community are still at an all-time high. So it's like, what is happening here? I've got a lot of questions, and but still a lot of hope and faith that ultimately we're on the right side of history. Absolutely. Agreed. Are there any brands right now engaging the community well? The one that I often think of and is probably telling that I cannot think of what they're doing this year So I would love to figure out what MasterCard is doing this year. But in the past, I've really admired their True Names initiative. And perhaps I'm butchering the name of the actual effort. The fact that they, one, were supportive of the trans community, which seems to fall away from larger LGBT support. So not only that they platformed these folks, but also solved a real problem in LGBT folks' lives. So that, to me shows a true understanding of the community. It shows that they've done their homework. It shows that they can empathize with, you know, what does it mean to have your dead name on a identification card that you use daily? So I would say MasterCard. But again, like, I'm very curious to see what they've done since because, you know, no no pride initiative should be just a one-off stunt that is followed by silence years later, which is, I'm not saying MasterCard does, but I would love to follow up on them and see how they've continued to sustain that support. My advice to LGBTQ folks coming up in their careers and finding their place in environments whose support is unpredictable, if not sometimes invisible, would be to remember that you are bringing a diversity of lived experience and perspective that is only beneficial to the work. And so I think if you are a person who identifies with this community, then you have just by circumstance have had to develop a sense of resilience, a sense of intention, a sense of empathy, and a real keen observation of the world around you just for the sake of surviving. But all those qualities make you a beautiful human and a wonderful colleague and someone who can just, I think, bring people together and bring a depth to the work that we do that is so unparalleled. So that would be my advice is just to remember that sort of magic that you bring, because although it may come from a place of, you know, trauma or, a place of not feeling welcome in the world, it ultimately, I think, curates people who seek a better, more beautiful future and actually have the will to make it possible. Brianna, I love that response. This title of this pod might be Bring Your Magic. It's fantastic. (laughs) I love (laughs) love it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, so my name is Bella. Uh, My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a senior strategist at NC Creative. Personally, pride is about taking a moment to celebrate who we are and recognize and appreciate everything that's been done to get us to this point. We continue to live in a world where it's not really made for people who don't fit. 
very specific box and our rights continue to be debated. <laughs> and so that's why it's important to me. And pride is just about taking a moment to recognize that. How will you personally be celebrating this year? My June is kind of packed, actually, uh, both with events that the Pride BRG is putting on and uh, some community events in Toronto as well. Some marches, some party events, some speaking events, kind of all over the place. (laughs) One of the barriers I think that I faced personally coming up in the workforce is representation and seeing people who look like you, sound like you, act like you, and seeing that that's okay and you can aspire to be those kinds of people. So seeing people in leadership specifically and knowing that there is a place for you at the company that you're at and it's okay to be your best self, to be your chosen self at the company that you're at. That's what I would say would be the the biggest barriers, representation. So what advice would you have for brands to even start authentically connecting right year round and how to authentically connect with their own values too, to make sure it really makes sense for both the community and the business? If you want to connect authentically, I mean, start with your internal teams. How do you support your internal teams before you go outwards and try to support the community outside of your own company? Things like insurance policies or even just like how you address the team in general. Something as simple as saying, ladies and gentlemen, can be very exclusive as opposed to being more inclusive to all gender identities. Are there any brands engaging the community well? Honestly, I don't want to say any because it's kind of a, I don't want to give anybody that check mark to say, yep, you're done. You're doing it right. Because there is so much more that can be done, right? The work is never finished until everybody's rights are equal. So a piece of advice I have for young LGBTQ plus professionals or allies is the same advice I'd give to anybody. And that's you don't have to burn yourself out. The pressure to prove yourself is real, especially when you are part of a marginalized community. Um, you you kind of want to be that representation for your community and prove yourself and be the best self you can be. What I've learned is your best doesn't have to be 100% every single day or 110% every single day. Your best is whatever you can give at that moment. And you don't have to be this beacon for your community. You can just be whatever you are able to give at that moment. Great. That's a great way. Yes, I am Joella Duncan, and I am the group director of performance strategy, and my pronouns are she, her. Pride Month is everything in many ways. I think, you know, first and foremost, Pride is almost a remembrance or memorial of the people who came before me and sacrificed themselves so that we could just exist publicly. I think Pride is a celebration of the beauty and the diversity and just honestly the wonderfulness that the LGBTQIA community brings into the world. And I think Lastly, because of the fact that we still don't have true equality, it's also very much so an act of rebellion. You know, my friends and I live in Atlanta, which is a really wonderful, you know, gay community. We have just so many from across the diaspora, but 
even as progressive and wonderful as Atlanta is, you know, we still can face physical harm, verbal harm when we're out in public. So it's an act of rebellion. It's an act of celebration. And it's also an act of remembrance for me. And how will you be remembering, rebelling, or celebrating this month? Well, I celebrate every day by being a gay woman, but I sing in a LGBTQ chorus called the Atlanta Women's Chorus. We welcome anybody who sings soprano or alto parts. We have non-binary, we have binary. Um, So we had our big show this last weekend. Fittingly, it was a Broadway show covering songs is just about telling your story and really making sure to include some of the truly queer affirming stories like the prom and things like that with unruly heart. So that's how I celebrate during official pride month. But as you know, since the A is so hot, we have our pride celebration typically at the first weekend of October. So we'll probably have the rest of the festivities then. I love that. What do you think the role of Pride BRG is for in terms of company culture and overall business success? First and foremost, making sure that my fellow employees, both queer and non-queer, understand the culture, understand how to make everyone feel welcome. Um, I do have to say that, you know, working for Dentsu, I do feel like this is the most I've ever been able to bring my whole self to work. Even our benefits packages really try to break down some of like the heteronormative view that other companies have just with like the different childcare um, programs for both adoption and fostering. It's influenced it internally. And I think externally, I do love that, you know, we really do get to consult on potential programs, advertising, et cetera, that advertisers are considering. And I think especially in today's world, it's more important than ever that an advertiser comes straight to the source and understands how their message is going to land because intent and impact, not the same thing. If a company is going to support pride, they need to actually be supportive of pride. And as I mentioned before, pride is both a celebration and a rebellion. And so if they aren't prepared to come to the table as an activist and protect us if backlash starts to happen to them, then they probably shouldn't try to capitalize off of our struggle and our money. That moment that they're facing of like backlash and impact to their life, like that's what we as queer people face every single day. So like, welcome to our struggle. Um, I will happily continue to give you my money if you recognize that and support me in the struggle. I think that's a really great point, right? Is also the internal culture that you have Mm -hmm. created by doing that. Your actions aren't just public. They now have gone in-house. So what advice do you have for brands to connect authentically to the community year round and, you know, face the backlash? Like how would you talk to a, one of the recent brands that have received that a little bit to prepare them more? So (laughs) I think that if you know, pride is coming up and you have prepared to take a public part of it, I think you have a clear line of communication and some almost like rules of the road or a plan that you pre-message internally to not just your queer employees, but to everybody of like, look, we know that sometimes there may be customers that come in that are unhappy about this. This is the way that we are going to respond. And this is the way that we will support any of our members that feel unsafe or feel targeted by those people that are unhappy with our actions. 
And I think that would give a clear kind of chain of command or, you know, basically like a plan for how to report it, how to react to it. And the employees then know that there's they're going to be supported instead of it happening and then reacting. Absolutely. You know, we fight for the day that we don't have to do that, but having that plan can really yes. support the existing, you know, customer clientele and community. Mm-hmm. So what is one piece of advice you have for young LGBTQIA plus professionals or allies coming up in their careers? I went to work for a company that on paper looked extremely conservative, but I started to interview there and I realized that like, yeah, it had the typical, you know, cis, het, white, male, top-down leadership structure. But once I got in there, I understood that they had been working to really like broaden their horizons. And I guess I did a little bit of a Trojan horse where I went into somewhere that maybe in the beginning I did obfuscate a little bit who I was. I started to make relationships. And what I did is I was actually able to change from the inside how they not only treated employees, but treated the public. Um, I was able to influence some of their products to be much more equitable to, you know, people from lower income. I was able to help influence through their ERG for the LGBTQ community, some of the products and ways that they interacted with people who might be transgender or changing their gender. And that kind of work is so much I will say easier to do from the inside to influence than sometimes it is to be an activist from the outside. So if you are someone who has the fortitude to be a little bit uncomfortable, but you can see the path to change, like that's your moment. And so if you feel so called to do that, don't be afraid because it can happen. My name is Emma Callahan. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a project manager on Dentsu's business platforms team here in the Americas. Pride Month is absolutely a distinct moment of the year to raise visibility into the necessary protests that's still happening in 2023 for basic equitable human rights. It's absolutely a source of joy, celebration, and fun, but I I really feel like that's secondary to the fact we're still fighting for those basic human rights on a local and global scale. I'm looking forward to the fun times this month. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Boston Pride for the People is doing our parade and festival for the first time in three years, right? We um, we had a change of hands in terms of who is going to be supporting the community years to come. So we're really looking forward to that. And on a professional level, I'm excited for panels, networking events, Pride in Our Workplace, also a local Boston organization is hosting for the community. Pride BRG, all BRGs, right, are volunteer-led extended functions of the business, in my opinion, critical to policy development, cultural cognizance, fluency, and in turn to executive level education. BRGs are not just food, fun, and flags or passion projects, and they usually don't have large budgets or extra resources. So from what I've seen, what I've experienced as an ex-founder and lead of an ERG in in a former life. BRGs directly impact the success of people and culture initiatives. They have a strong hand in shaping inclusive benefit packages, visible representation. They advise the business on best practices. But most importantly, BRGs really do act as a platform to raise and center marginalized or underrepresented voices in the workplace, all for free, on top of, you know, demanding day jobs. So BRG is undeniably a massive value add and a massive indicator of strong culture when they're supported from the top down. 
let's talk a little bit about marketing to the community and doing it well, which is, you know, something our company and organization and industry really focus on working with brands. Um, But what do you think the role of brands playing in Pride? I actually think the role is less important. I think that companies only have a role in supporting and celebrating Pride if they've taken a step back and decided that LGBTQ plus people are part of the world that they want to operate in. Right. So if we're part of that vision, their role as a company is easy to carve out. If the organization values and advocates for the community and to quote brilliant Lily Zhang, when inclusion is not conditional to a business case. So I know we're all sensitive to rainbow washing, but the reality is visibility and support from larger brands is critical. But it is incredibly harmful when companies take a visibly supportive stance and roll it back when they're criticized or threatened. We definitely need allies who pick the right lane to be in and stand behind us no matter what. It's a tough stance to take, but I guess I'm a realist and I'm pretty blunt and direct as a person. And I know it's not politically correct, but I rather a brand decide if we're worth the dollars, we're worth the investment, we're worth, again, being part of the world that they want to operate in or not. I rather not go to a brand uh, that's wishy-washy back and forth. I rather just know what is the stance. I can protest and fight on the side, raise issues on the side, but I rather know where a brand stands, good or bad. Are there any brands that are engaging the community well? I'd say from the large brand standpoint, I think Levi's and Sephora are two of like the very few that are genuinely noteworthy, right? Genuinely strong with consistent demonstrated support from companies of similar scale. And I think fellow lesbians and sapphics, especially, may know Wild Fang, Humankind, Tomboy X are pretty incredible. So queer-owned companies aren't by default perfect, but they are setting the standard that other brands could be following selling us what we want, treating us how we want, welcoming everybody to the party, regardless of sexuality and gender, and also making high quality products, right? And I think most shocking to me in the last couple of years is the rebound that Abercrombie and Fitch has been attempting. So I've seen that they're putting big money into LGBTQ plus orgs like Trevor Project, engaging with high visibility queer influencers. They seem to be genuinely working on their redemption arc in a very transparent and at times I think uncomfortable way for the people that have to speak on their behalf. So it is nice to see, hoping that they end up on the right side. For our young professionals, I'm going to say, go ahead and take up space. Be unapologetically yourself. Find your people. We're here. Allies are here. Ask questions. Vet employers. Interview your employers. Make sure they're a fit for you as much as you're a fit for the role that you're applying to. Companies like Carrot, like Densu, our line of brands, they consistently demonstrate how valuable the diversity of thought is to our business and support it in a tangible way and many ways that we all can see and experience. So the good employers do exist. I'm Dan Towers. I'm the Group Digital Director here at Densu, and I use he, him pronouns. Pride Month is an opportunity to celebrate LGBTQ plus activism and culture. I really see Pride Month as a time to reflect on queer history, really, but also looking forward. Where do we still need to go in the world to make progress? And how will you be remembering and celebrating this year? Yeah, especially given everything that we're seeing in the news, particularly in the U.S. with gay and trans rights being taken away, um, children being targeted. I would say my celebration is not exactly celebrating, but more trying to take action where I can, trying to educate myself as to what's going on, um, put my money where I can to help support organizations that are working to make a difference. I've personally actually signed up with a local political candidate to help with one of their upcoming campaigns as an example. 
It's something I've never done before, but they're really passionate about protecting people's rights. And so I'm trying to get myself more involved to help make that difference. One of the challenges that LGBTQ plus employees face is the challenge of being the only one like me in a room. I think that's kind of difficult for many people, including myself. Dentsu was actually the first company in my career where I've had someone more senior than me that is the like me to look up to. Um, so I think first and foremost, hiring more LGBTQ plus people and lifting them up in their career is really important to get them into those positions, to inspire younger employees, to show them that there's a path for them at the organization. What role should companies play in supporting and celebrating Pride? Audiences are smart. And when we're looking at marketing to the LGBTQ plus community, it needs to be a year-round effort. A lot of people will see the rainbow washing if it's only during Pride. Yes, we should support Pride celebrations. We should be supporting our LGBTQ plus employees, but we need to be present in these communities year-round that this is something that extends beyond June. Yeah, what advice do you have for what a successful year-round campaign could look like for brands? I would say that there's always an opportunity to ask your audience. Um, So if you can, find out how your brand actually integrates into the lives of your queer consumers. That way you can take some of those stories too and be more authentic versus just trying to push your brand onto those consumers. I would say too, we need to break out of the looking at what I would say kind of like the gay male couple representation. There's so much intersectionality and oftentimes white men are represented in ads still. So looking at the opportunities to engage um, with people who don't often have that representation can go really far. I've really enjoyed a lot of stuff I've seen recently from Uber Eats. They have had Lil Nas X, Elton John. So engaging from that, you know, celebrity perspective, but then also looking at somebody like Lil Nas X, who is very gender nonconforming, challenging a lot of stereotypes can reach younger demos as well. I would say to another brand that I really liked some of the initiatives that they're doing this year is uh, Skittles. They have had a little bit maybe of a contentious place in pride marketing. Uh, A couple of years ago, they kind of took away all their rainbow colors and just did black and white packaging. And that was met with some interesting reception. But this year, they actually engaged a number of queer artists to do the packaging designs. And I love that because one, it's representation. Two, you're actually putting your money where your mouth is and giving queer artists paying them for their work. And then when the Skittles are sold, they actually donate a dollar per pack to GLAD um, in the US. And that is an organization that's working to combat anti-LGBTQ discrimination. So to me, that's kind of looking full circle holistically at their product, how they're doing their marketing and working to actually make a difference. And what is one piece of advice you have for young LGBTQIA professionals and or allies coming up in their careers? Do your best to be unapologetically authentic. You don't know who is watching. You can also take the path of challenging the industries that you're in to be more inclusive. And that is easier said than done, but um, you can make a change and make a difference just being one person. Sometimes it's tough, but in the end, it's totally worth it. And you can have a profound impact on so many people by doing it. Hi, I am Robin Walding. I'm the director of data solutions here in Dentsu, Toronto in Canada, and I go by he, him. You know, for me, pride is really all about love. It's like, I think of my first pride, you know, and that's like, really it was when I found my family. And, you know, for a lot of people who were 
raised, you know, closed off to love or acceptance. I think it's so important where like pride was the first time I got to meet my people. It was, I could look around and be like, oh my God, like this is what I want to be a part of. This was, you know, your family. And as queer people, it's quite a privilege that we have that we can, you know, choose our families. You know, we have the biological family and we have the queer family. This is the place, right? This is the place for you to meet your family and to meet those people who lift you up. And that's really what pride is about. It's about lifting all of us up, you know, through love. You know, there's a lot of events going on, but really it's about it's about the small moments, right? It's about those moments of having even just having these conversations. This is, you know, this is how I would love to spend my pride. So the Pride BRG is really, I think, a continuous action movement for Dentsu. You know, Dentsu has, like, you know, in previous, like last year, 2022, we scored 100 on our um, our CEI score, right, which is the Corporate Equality Index. And it's it's continuing to have those movements or those conversations and creating spaces. So, you know, here in the Canadian BRG, you know, Sarah Thompson's done a really great job of, you know, coming in and really being an advocate. Like you'll see, she presents it as, you know, I am a queer, you know, lesbian businesswoman. You know, we talk about everything from politics to just checking in, like, how are you guys feeling today? To, you know, today we're cooking, we have Craig's cookies. If you know about Craig's in Toronto, it's like a big kind of queer cookie place. It's so we have the fun events, but we also have the space. You know, I read a stat somewhere. It was like 40% of people still will not disclose or will hide their identity at work. And I think that's really the, the Pride BRG is the safe space for a lot of employees to engage. When it comes to Pride, what role should companies be playing? It's the role to be authentic because authenticity shows up in the community you know, you look at the Bud Lights of the world or the Targets, which, you know, this year with Bud Light going through that April promotion and kind of stepping back and you've seen a lot of backlash from the community. Same thing with Target, right? Where they took down, you know, their pride memorabilia, I guess I would say, uh, for their stores. And both of those stocks have dropped since, right? And so I think it requires some backbone. I think it requires showing up in the space and staying in the space and having a good intention because that intention will shine through for sure. You know, no company is going to come out from day one and just be like everything and have that 100% score, right? Dentsu didn't get here overnight. It really was a process where, you know, a lot of these individuals came forward. We created these groups. You know, we created spaces for queer people to have a voice, to get involved. And it's really about creating continuous action over time. It's not about changing your, you know, your logo during the month of June to be a rainbow. What is one piece of advice you have for young LGBTQIA professionals and or allies uh, coming up in their careers? Okay, so for all the young people out there who are, you know, queer, LGBTQIA, you know, it is so important to have good mentors. And there are so many out there. Find your people and lean into those people. My name is Jared Lewis. I am the head of policy at Dinsu Good Solutions America. And my pronouns are he and him. For me, Pride Month means a time to celebrate, a time to reflect, and a time to plan. 
you know, when I was in graduate school, I graduated 2020, so four, about four years ago. I went to a PWI and it was a top 10 school and I felt the challenges and what I would consider to be the oppressive nature of the experience. And so instead of diving further into the academics, I actually organized a Pride Festival that year. Now, this is five years later and this Pride Festival is going into its fifth year. And while I'm not as sort of centrally organizing, I am helping to support. So this Pride Month is all about preparing for that festival, which happens on the south side of Chicago, July 1st, at the DuSable Museum, the oldest African-American history museum in the country. The role of Pride BRG is often thought to be um, an implicit value to the organization, often thought to be implicit and a soft value to the operations of the organization. I think it offers a, an explicit value. It gives people, particularly in a knowledge economy, in a world and an environment that's increasingly digital, a space to connect, which means that we can network, we can build and co-create opportunities amongst each other. But I think it also gives people a place to recharge, which is essential. It's essential in any environment where you're producing. But in this particularly digital environment that we're in, I think it has elevated importance. And that importance is all about giving people the opportunity to understand themselves in relation to others. And so I think that's the value of the Pride BRG. And in fact, that's the value of any BRGs. You know, some of the barriers that the LGBTQ community and employees face are obvious, I think, at this point. And there's significant bias, significant challenges percolating through social or social institutions, whether that be you know, legislation, whether that be sort of explicit harm being experienced on the streets of our cities. I think the not so obvious barrier is that, again, opportunity to reflect. I really believe that we have to understand ourselves in relation to the people around us and into the world around us. And that may be, my opinion, amongst the greatest challenge, understanding sort of the space and place to bring yourself, which you should always bring yourself, but understanding when and how to advocate for yourself. And that that is not a function of others, that's a function of yourself. So I think the greatest challenge is reflection and the tendency for us not to reflect as diligently as we should. In terms of what companies can do to address it, I don't know they can. <laughs> that's a question of revelation, not of revolution, so to speak. I'm Black, I'm LGBTQ, I'm from the South Side of Chicago, dealing with a lot of variables there. I think the primary role of brands is partnership and investing, in that when you invest, and perhaps this is biased from the fact that I'm a, I'm a policy thinker, so when you invest, you cultivate markets, you cultivate counterparties and people that can continue to engage. It's the old adage or the old verse, you know, you teach a person to fish and they'll keep fishing, right? And so I think the role is to invest and to partner. And when brands do that, they're able to ensure that they're creating an environment that that provides returns year over year, both financially, but socially. Oftentimes, organizations approach institutions and scrappy community groups with a preconceived notion of what engagement should look like. 
I think you have to understand their plans. You have to understand their struggles. You have to understand their priorities and you have to figure out where you fit in it. And so that's what year long support, engagement and partnership should look like. You know, the hospitality industry in general does a good job um, in terms of engaging the community well. And of course, again, going back to this frame of long-term partnerships, there is a sort of necessary part of the LGBTQ experience that is celebratory. So that makes a lot of sense. Of course, I think there is wanting need and interest in uh, many brands and many industries to be more engaged outside of that core hospitality industry. But I would say there's probably not a brand you could name that is not one that the community has a relationship with that is highly structured, that is continuous, that's cyclical, and that is beneficial. There's definitely room for growth in the industry. What is one piece of advice you have for young LGBTQIA plus professionals and or allies coming up in their careers? My perspective is you have to understand you have a perspective. And perhaps it is well-earned, but it is a perspective. And I think magic happens, change happens, opportunities happen when we seek objective truth with natural curiosity. And so I think keeping those two things in mind, that you are approaching it from a vantage point and that there are many vantage points around you. I love that response. Thank you to our amazing guest today for joining this episode and celebrating Pride with us. And thanks again for listening to another episode of The Human Element. You can find us anywhere. You can find your pods. Give us a like, subscribe, or send us a note. We'll be back out to you real soon. And in the meantime, be well. Be well.